Hi everyone, I'm Elisa and this is Simple Intentions, a podcast focusing on a variety of health and wellness topics to help you live a happier, healthier, more intentional life. Join me as I interview a variety of health and wellness specialists who share their knowledge and some fantastic tips on how we can better ourselves and live a life of intention. Hey guys, welcome to the Simple Intentions podcast. In today's episode, I am chatting with Vanessa from Metamorphosis Collective, who is a transformative coach for working mums. Whether you run your own business, would like to start one or work for one, there is no greater feeling than thriving on both your career as well as being on top of your home life. Through Metamorphosis Collective, Vanessa assists women through an array of methods to provide her clients with the insights and tools to thrive. We chat about heading back into the workforce after maternity leave, as well as ways to understand what we want to get out of our working lives and how to achieve our goals. Although this chat more so focuses on working mothers, there is something for everyone. So please listen in, you will get something out of this. A little heads up also, there are a couple of times in this chat where the internet connection with my Vanessa and myself isn't the best, but hang in there, there are only little snippets. So without further ado, let's get stuck right in. Hi, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Simple Intentions podcast. Thanks for agreeing to chat with me. I'm very excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited to talk to you too. Um, Simple Intentions sounds like such a thoughtful podcast. I'm really glad that you've come up with that title, in fact. (laughs) It was actually, that was actually a combination of my sister and I thinking of we were brainstorming the idea of what we're going to do and we came up with it together and it just seemed like it fitted it so well. So I guess it's just simple ways that we can make a difference in our lives and hopefully in the lives of others as well, just by making little changes. So we'll start off with you have a company, Metamorphosis Collective. What exactly do you do through your business and who is your main target that you're trying to aid through your business? Okay, so essentially I'm a business and career coach um, and I do this for working mothers. Metamorphosis Collective was created to help women by navigating the change that they're trying to design or wanting for themselves. I started Metamorphosis Collective after a very hard look at the learnings over my 20-year career experience Mm -hmm. and I kind of found that um, I loved, I still loved helping people, designing the ideal goal, dissecting and questioning assumptions. But I realized at this point in my personal journey, I needed to do this for people that it could help just that little bit more and people that I would relate to, which is working mothers. Making that step to work for yourself is a tough one, more so as a working mum. At what point in your career did you did it click to you to take that plunge into starting this business? And how did you go about starting it? Um, I found myself in a particular role, which I was contracting for another company. And in that role, I was finding that I lacked certain, well, certain skills they weren't where they I personally felt that they needed to be so I started investigating how to improve on those skills and before I knew it I signed up 
for coaching qualifications and also to be uh, accredited by the International Coaching Federation. And when I was doing the course, my, I was doing it just to brush up on my skills and to, you know, essentially obviously get promoted or change roles in a different company. But I realized that every time I thought of it, it felt just a little bit empty. And I just really wanted to serve the people that um, probably needed a little bit more help. And that little bit more help wasn't because they didn't know what they were doing. They have more than often passion and drive. But I just thought of myself as a working mother and how difficult I found it to return to the work workplace. And that's when Metamorphosis Collective was born. And funnily enough, at the time, I was researching what change looks like for different people. And it's something that we all know. Women have a life cycle of ongoing change, physically, emotionally, metaphorically, and we have no choice but to manage the change of others in our care. And I just thought, wow, there's here we are as women. This isn't about just women empowerment. This is about the fact that from the beginning of time, we've been charged with managing change. And I just kind of wanted to build on that to suit this day and age. Yeah. And how have you found working with these women, whether it has been entering back into the workforce after one, two or more children? What are the general sentiments around heading back into the workforce after having set maternity leave? Um, general sentiments, I can kind of put them into three points. And again, these are very general. Everyone's journey is unique, whether it's baby number one, baby number, as you said, you know, three, or whether you're running your own business or working for someone else. Generally speaking, when you head back into the workplace after having the added responsibility of caring and raising for a child, most women struggle to find empathy and flexibility. Mm. It's just trying to realign themselves with all the added responsibility. So this is a woman who left and had work and a little bit of personal responsibility and then has re-entered a place where they don't just have work responsibilities and accountabilities, they also have the accountability of raising a child on their shoulders. So just finding where they fit again emotionally, they feel like they struggle to fit once they've had their babies in mm. the general workplace. So that's the main one of the, that's the biggest sentiment I find, not the first one. The second one is that there's a lot of women who feel that they have no choice in order to get that family balance is to actually leave workplaces um, despite changes and updates that have been made, especially over the last 10 years to workplace arrangements. They feel that the only way that they can be there for the, their children and their family the way they want to be there and earn an income is to actually start their own business. Mm-hmm. So that's the, like, they feel like they have to step out. Well, I, idea for them, sometimes they're adding extra pressure. It's very hard to start a business at the best of times, let alone when you've got, you know, three children under five or what have you. Yeah, of course. Um, and the third one, I've even worked with women who don't have, children on occasion and they actually express the same sentiment 
How is it possible that in a domestic household, I've always got the most amount of responsibility? Like if I keep getting work on my shoulders, how come the male counterpart doesn't pick up some slack? So they always feel like they're carrying more weight in running a household. So they're the general sentiment, yeah. Yeah. You know, like all the points they're saying are making sense and I'm sure resonating with a lot of women. You know, like in my, in my case, I went back to work part-time and I've been very lucky to have family support as well as support from many people in my particular workplace. You know, every woman in my workplace is a working mother. So there's a lot of support there. And, you know, even if you do have support, it is still trying to figure out where you fit in when you head back. You go on maternity leave, I guess, for months, if not years, and the clogs are still turning at work whilst you've been gone. And when you head back, you need to catch up with what has happened. And really, like, a lot can change in a matter of months, let alone years. You know, during that time, a lot of women would most likely have had the blinkers on and just looking after the, your child on, on their child and um, may have potentially, like, forgotten about themselves. Mm, very true. I hear a lot of that. Um, I, I'm not paying attention to myself. I've just got two responsibilities right now, work and my baby. Yeah. And do you find you can have the best of both worlds? Like say even for women that have gone back full time in particular, it may seem that where you put too much in one basket, the other is going to struggle. Do you feel it is possible to have a balance and to thrive in your home life and working life and career where it is, even whether it is either for yourself or for an employer? Um, I'm a big believer of this quote and I don't know who said it. It says you can have the, or something to this degree. You can have the best of both worlds, just maybe not all at once. Mm-hmm. It indicates it's more about balance. So to me, that comes down to what your intentions are of not just yourself, but of your parenting and your child relationship and your intention of what you want for your career of your business. If you have those well articulated, it's easier to feel like you're, you know, getting 10 out of 10 on all fronts, you know, but it does become a struggle when we, and we start to feel like we're failing when we don't actually articulate what we truly want and we don't actually accept our limitations. Oh, I like that. And like, that's for people in general, not just working months, understanding what we actually want, what are our goals and understanding what we want out of our lives. Yes, very much true. Um, it's, it's one of those situations where when you start on a career path, you kind of know which way you want to, which way you want to go. Mm-hmm. And you have that in your head until you pretty much get comfortable with the path that's taking you on your career journey or your business journey. But when you fall pregnant and, you know, you have a child, I often find when I'm talking to, to younger mothers that they were so excited about falling uh, pregnant that they didn't get to think about what ideal parenting would look like. Mm-hmm. What would it look like to be a successful parent at the other end? Mm-hmm. You know, when your child's, you know, even legally not, you know, under your care. But one of the things that me personally, I found that I had, I'm, you know, obviously being a coach or whatever, but before I was a coach, I was always big on 
writing down what I wanted or what I wanted at the end. And I found it when I, became, when I was pregnant, I had discussed this with my husband and I said, I want to be the type of parent that raises a child that makes a difference in the world, I'm not saying cure cancer. I'm just saying that they make a difference to their most inner circle. And if I can raise that type of child that makes that world that little bit better, then I feel like I've done the right thing as a parent. But that thought fell out of my head the moment I went back to work with mm-hmm. a baby. Mm-hmm. So being aware and being focused, having those, you know, as you say, simple little intentions of what we want actually helps us clarify the path that we take to get us there. And that means you can actually, you know, review and reflect on yourself and say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing not too bad here. I'm giving, I'm, I'm going to give myself an eight out of 10 today. Yeah. And again, like that's something for everyone to be happy with what you've achieved, even if it is the smallest step towards your goals. You know, in the case of mothers, sometimes you can focus on what you didn't get done in the day or feelings of that, I guess, like that mum guilt that they say. Instead of just patting yourself on the back and saying, you know, I got something done today. I'm doing pretty good. But I feel like, like there is that feeling of a lot of pressure to do it all or to be seen to do it all, which is probably also something that comes from like social media when really we just need to be kinder to ourselves and say, you know, like I'm doing pretty good. Very true. Whether we work for an employer or we work for ourselves, why do you feel it is important for our wellness to love what we do? And in your experience, what would you say to do if we don't and positive steps to take if we don't? Um, This is something actually that I focus on a lot with my my clients is how wellness fits in to whether it's our career and our workplace or whether it's um, our own personal business. It's integrated even if you really tried not to, if you tried to separate it, you wouldn't, it would be impossible because they're so um, interlinked. Um, When you spend so much time doing something in your life, anything, you best ensure that you enjoy it Mm -hmm. because what's going to happen, you know that quote, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, this is something that I run past my clients a lot because This is more about allowing satisfaction and joy to come into your soul. And it's this satisfaction and this joy of not feeling like you're, that you're actually working, that you're, that you are um, doing something that pertains to negative effort. It's about finding that joy. So you live a fuller life and therefore you live a life that is well, that is healthy. So it's really important that if you're not doing something that you don't enjoy, then and it's not giving you any form of satisfaction, you have to look at it at the point that, or from the from um, the point of view that it's actually making you unwell mm. on some on some level. And I find this a lot with working mums and it's um, a bit of a vicious cycle that causes burnout. If work isn't bringing, I guess a couple of steps here, if work isn't bringing you joy or your business isn't bringing you joy, your behaviours alter subconsciously and then become 
subconscious thoughts and behaviors and then you start to develop nasty habits so i guess the first thing that is quite important to consider is actually just accepting that the fact that you're not enjoying work right now it's probably a phase you're in a transition already subconsciously you're transitioning something is out of alignment and it's quite okay so just accepting number one the fact that you don't like it is probably a good step and don't fight it for a while the second thing um, i would say is you need to remain on top of your wellness routines because by accepting it you're actually investigating it and becoming vulnerable as to finding out what is out of alignment within yourself and with your role with your job or with your business so being healthy around that time will help keep your stamina up. So when I say stay healthy, I'm not talking about nutritious foods in terms of wellness or doing a 6K jog or what have you. I'm talking about things that actually calm your, uh, calm your system. So you can actually start to read what's going on around you because you're vulnerable to negativity. So walking, yoga, breathing, something that will help you not sink and not start to fall into burnout mode. I guess the third point would be start thinking about your strengths. What are you really good at? And do those strengths, how will they help you dig your way out of your current situation? And how does it help you, these strengths, how do they help you build a future you, a future version of you, whether it's in six months or a year, it doesn't matter what the time limit is that you're putting on it. Whatever these strengths are, how do they help you get out of your current situation and how does it help you build a new one? The fourth thing is you've got to learn to give yourself options. And the only way you can do this is thinking about what you actually want. Again, it comes down to articulation of saying what, you feel like you need or feel like suits you at the time things are allowed to change mm. that's the whole process of growth and it's a whole process of transitioning and transforming and i guess the fifth one is if you still feel really stuck and bogged down after you've gone through a bit of a few steps here to try and analyze how you are and build yourself some options you generally need to find a form of assistance it could be if you're in a workplace it could be a form of a mentor it could be um, someone in a leadership position or you can reach out to a coach but all I'm going to say about any of those options is it all comes down to what questions they're asking you it's less about talking at you and more about what questions they're asking you to help you lift yourself out so that's the type, the best type of person to engage with if you get to that point. Yeah. And like, and sometimes it's, well, it could also be family or friends that offer you support. You know, in my case, if I'm having a bad day or a week and this is like both pre and post having my daughter, you know, at times, like I just go to the extreme and my husband, for example, is my support network that listens to me and can often show a different perspective that stops me in my tracks. And I stand back and think like, Oh, yeah. 
And like sometimes asking for help in a different perspective is all you need to get back on track. Like, would you agree with that? Yes, most definitely. I think, you know, it comes back to the final little point that I, that I mentioned was, you know, you're talking to the right person when they're actually really listening and less talking. And when they do talk, they're asking you really insightful questions to make you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you, if we say we had an idea or a concept in mind, this is for both women who are in the workforce and want to break from their employers or women that have left the workforce, sorry, left the workforce when they were having a child and after a period of time are wanting to start a business. What are some initial considerations? I think the best place is always to start with getting a better understanding of yourself. So the things like, what are you good at? What are you strong with? What, where do you see you have potential to grow? And then, you know, you flip it over and say, okay, what do you deem uh, your personal weaknesses? Because when you're running a small business or when you're running, you know, even a side income stream and you're working full time and you've got kids, that business is you. It's just you to begin with. And if you don't understand yourself, then the business isn't going to make much sense as you progress. It's actually going to be a lot harder. So knowing what you can slam dunk versus what you're going to need help with from the outset, it's going to already give you a stronger idea of how to tackle it. So that would probably be the first step where I would take my clients on that bit of an inward journey to get them to kind of come clean with where they're at right now with their own personal strengths and weaknesses. The second thing is the product or service or the idea that they have. Check its market credibility. Like do some basic research. And I always ask my clients these questions. Does the world need it? Or how is it different enough to make it special? And a lot of the time they're like, hmm, I haven't really thought about it that way, which already kind of poses the problem in the future of are you going to invest all this time and energy into this and then you're not going to be able to market it Mm. and you're not going to be able to produce it because or you're going to you know so just I'm not talking about like lots and lots of research but just your just because you like something doesn't mean that it's a goer for your time and your effort unless there's a point of difference about it and doesn't always have to be the biggest most outstanding point of difference. It really doesn't. But there has to be something that gives it an edge and you need to know about it before you start. So we we tend to kind of explore that. And then one thing that I, my clients tend to cringe at this, the ones that haven't come from a corporate background, is get in there and write a very, very basic hustles or basic income streams, just even if you do it on the back of a napkin, as long as you know the questions that you need to pose of the business or the the business idea or just the idea in general, just nut it out on a piece of paper as opposed to just always running from your head or your gut. Mm -hmm. It just gives it a lot more clarity. And that clarity is very useful if you've got screaming children, another job possibly, and all the domestic chaos that happens 
you know, in a day. (laughs) So yeah, that's probably where I would start. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Okay. So like back on to women who are happy working for an employer, what are some tips for these women? Like I had six months off and during that time COVID hit. So it was completely different for everybody. Like when I came back into work, but say like some women have been off for a year or more, which doesn't seem like it's that long in terms of like your child's life, but or being with your child, because it couldn't be, you know, there might even be one, there are two, whatever it is. Um, but more inside of the workforce, that can seem like it's a lifetime. How do you find for these women re-entering the workforce who have made potentially feel like their career has taken a bit of a hit? If that is something they do want what are some positive steps to get back into their groove moving forward? A lot of the time when um, I've had mothers approach me about re-entering the workforce um, and they've chosen to take um, a bit of a pause to working. So they've been home for about, you know, five, say three to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time, and I mean, I am being very gen, uh, generalizing quite a lot here. It just comes down to self-confidence. You just, because you've changed the environments and you've changed the routine for a long period of time. So essentially we work on the confidence issues pertaining to the skills that they require to re-enter the workforce to begin with. It's not necessarily about um, working on the skills to get a particular job at that point. It's just confidence skills based on the skills that, they're like those soft skills that um, partner with experienced skills in a, in a particular role. So a brush up on communication, like it, it just, if you could picture you this for a minute, you had been home for six months with on maternity leave, but in six months, you didn't lose the knack of communicating in a corporate environment Mm -hmm. because it was only six months. But if you extend that to four years, all Mm. of a sudden you might feel like, oh, I don't know how to compose an email anymore. Yes. yeah. I don't know how to follow up something the right way. So it's those little things. That's where we begin. And then we move on to, for example, the particular types of roles and what they need to do to re-enter those workforces. And look, all of them come down to this balance. I need to make time for my family as well as going back into the workforce. So how do I approach a negotiation for X role? You know, that that kind of stuff. Again, comes back down to confidence. Mm. Yeah, and really now more than ever after COVID, women can feel confident to negotiate as everyone for a period of time had to work from home as we had no choice. And and workplaces saw this did in fact work. And the typical workplace has now changed really. Very true. I think what COVID has made us all realise is that we were always in a position to negotiate to begin with, but we just didn't. And now we have it. You're right. A huge opportunity. Yeah, definitely. To negotiate. Also, in your experience, have you found that women who are confidently approaching these roles, they're getting these roles, 
that it may have backfired. And, you know, it's sort of like once you get what you want, you realise this is actually not what I wanted. It's actually funny that you said that. So I was going to say my response to that is very much mixed bag. (laughs) There are... I've had clients who have just had that uplift in in confidence and the first job came up and that they got an interview, they nailed it and then they've been fine, but then there's been those who've done exactly the same thing within (laughs) six. I guess in the last couple of months, there have been a lot of resources in the marketplace for career coaching at no cost because of government funding to sustain the economy. I've personally found that the women that I've worked with are women who have been, had no choice but to return to work because their partner has no longer had the same job or they've had to you know, downsize hours or they've lost their business. And they're basically, they're looking to try anything to help them just get a job in the last six months, which has been, I found a little bit hard to take because you don't want anybody doing something because I feel that they have to. So I spent a lot of extra energy with these, these women in particular, trying to ensure that they've, that the feeling of I have to could have the potential. And we looked at different perceptions of, how it's beneficial to the current state and the current state doesn't last forever. In that sense, which is a good finishing point, you know, as we said, we're all about simple intentions here. What are some positive steps to feel more fulfilled in our working environment, no matter what that working environment is for each day, as well as long-term? That's a big question. Yes. <laughs> um, the most simplest steps is to understand what fulfillment means to you mm-hmm. and what it looks like. So, for example, how does, when you're feeling fulfilled, how do you feel? What scenarios give you those emotions? Um, what have you done before that's been similar? And just get really well acquainted with what fulfillment feels like for you because when it's like success it's different for everybody right yes so once you know what that is and they're like your basic kind of questions that you've got to ask yourself every day when you're making decisions think about those fulfillment aspects what it looks like what it feels like what it has the potential to be like what you get out of it. Even if I've got a lot of visual thinkers and, you know, sometimes I do these visual mood boards of what like mm. success looks like. The same would be with fulfillment. What does fulfillment seem like? And they make these mood boards and like cut out pictures and print stuff and stick it on something that they see every single day. It's kind of like something that um, reminds them to be to that that that's their focus is fulfillment Mm -hmm. that's probably the best starting point i would say it's funny that you say that you know i haven't really thought of a mood board in terms of fulfillment you know i've heard a lot about in terms of like mood boards for goal settings but not for fulfillment and you know that would come differently for everyone um in terms of mothers in particular 
you know, you don't have to feel guilty if your work, which is a focus away from your children or child, is something that brings you fulfillment. And also in the sense that, you know, what you, if that's something that you want, what you want doesn't particularly matter anymore now that you're a mother. Yeah, there's been generation after generation that have had this idea of motherhood is um, always self-sacrifice and just self-sacrifice and you we're in a in a time where we have the opportunity to look at motherhood as yeah we understand there's an element of sacrifice that comes from being a mother but that doesn't mean we discount who we are and we're just as important because you know everyone knows it sometimes we're not we're afraid to vocalize it but if mum's not happy, nobody in that house is going to be happy, right? If yeah. mum's not, you know, content, nobody's going to be content. So, yeah, essentially we just need to be able to, to say what we need and to say what we want. Yeah. Just to, I guess, finish off, are there any other points from your perspective that you think would be helpful for working mums? I think the most useful points um, of reference I can make is that change is inevitable in your life. It's whether you use that change to transform into something more beautiful, a better version of yourself from where you were before. And if the change you had in mind doesn't work, it doesn't matter. You're allowed to change what you want to what the end game is for you. That's okay. I think there's been, there's been so much emphasis on set the goal, achieve the goal and win. It's not about winning and losing. It's actually just running through the cycles of change just to be, become more a beautiful and beautiful person and your children will be beautiful if that's running through your veins and be running through theirs. Yeah, I think that goes back to how you said earlier about understanding in ourselves how we want to be as a parent and how you want your children to be and to keep that the focus. Yeah, I tend to find that when you become a mum, it's more about what you want to be as a parent. That changes what you want in your work life and what you want from that. So once your parenting intention is sorted, chances are the other one will sort itself out quite quickly. Oh, lovely. Well, the, thank you so much, Vanessa, for sharing that with us today and for your wisdom and and especially to, to know that um, there are coaches such as yourself that are helping, that are helping women um, realise their goals and helping make a difference to their lives and I feel like for for you that must be quite fulfilling as well to be able to do something that is making a difference in in the lives of women yeah um I feel like it's taken me too long to get to this point but I'm so glad that I've arrived and I'm, I'm just so excited to work with as many brilliant women as possible so yeah, I'm looking forward to the adventure ahead. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So there you have it, guys. As always, I'll call out the key points. I've got four of them for this chat. 
As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode as well, we did more so focus on working mums. However, these points can be appropriated for everybody. So first of all, state and articulate your intentions for yourself in your working life or careers, as well as your parenting. Understand what it is that you want exactly and accept your limitations as well. This helps clarify the path to take so you can review and reflect as time goes on. Secondly, if you're not happy with your work, whether it is your business or if it is that you work for an employer, just accept that you're not happy at the moment. Remain on top of your wellness routines. Think about your strengths and how they will help you come out of your current situation and the future version of yourself. Give yourself options. Think about what you want and if all else fails, seek support via a mentor, via a mentor sorry, or your close support network. Just make sure that whoever it is that you seek advice from is someone who is really listening and not just talking at you. Thirdly, if you're thinking of starting a business, understand yourself and again, what it is that you want. Check that your idea has market credibility and nut it out on a piece of paper for more, for more clarity before you spend too much time developing something that may not be the right fit. And finally, understand what fulfillment means to you and what it looks like. This goes back to the initial point of understanding and articulating what it is that you want, which I believe from this conversation was the biggest point that I took out of this. It was great to chat with Vanessa. Apologies again for the connection. I hope you hung in there and got a lot out of that chat. To get in touch with Vanessa, see her website, www.metamorphosiscollective.com.au. I will add the link in the show notes. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at Metamorphosis Collective. This episode is going to go live just ahead of Mother's Day. So great timing on our behalf. So happy Mother's Day to all the mums if you are listening in. As always, please leave a review with your podcast provider. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Hope you have a good one, guys. Look forward to tuning in on the next episode.